hour during the week and so we're trying something new on because y'all are live and online. Elena, hello. Hi. Um, y'all, if anybody is new to my page, welcome. My name is Rebby Kern. My pronouns are they, them, theirs. And I'm your host for the IG Live series from a page where I bring on lots of other BIPOC, trans, queer, non-binary folks. Um, and we unpack a lot of life. Um, and so I am so excited, Clay. We have been circling each other's orbits for a long time. And so I'm so glad that we're able to share a moment on journey together. Um, Will you tell folks a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you're up to in this world? Yeah, so my name is Kolea. My pronouns are they, them, there. I am from Charlotte, still live in Charlotte. Um, and um, by day, I work uh, a job at a desk, and I do things that um, pay my bills. And um, outside of that, I have a podcast that I started, um, I guess, close to a month ago called Namashe Podcast. Um, N-A-M-A-S-E podcast, uh, where I interview uh, queer BIPOC about their uh, self-care, um, and we also talk about a bunch of other shit, but um, <laughs> that's what the podcast is officially about, and uh, thanks, Rebby, and, um, and I um, just really am passionate about um, taking care of oneself, because I believe that if you take care of yourself and if you um, implement the tools that we have, uh, then um, that makes community care um, for queers, specifically BIPOC, then um, that makes it more just accessible for other people. Um, and so I think that's that's my, my main thing. Um, I'm trying to think of like a fun fact about me, but I just got home from work, so my brain is still like doing things. But yeah. Thank you. Were you able to walk the dog? I did. I always have to walk the dog because she will fully just go find somewhere to pee inside the house. So <laughs> that was like, I will be late if I have to, but what my dog is not going to do is pee in my house. So yeah. <laughs> Yes. Is there an election? I had no idea. <laughs> I don't know what we're voting for. I don't know. <laughs> it's only, you know, actual life or death. Yeah. Um. Before you brought me on, you did some cleansing breaths, and I joined in, but I want to get like a few more in there because I love a cleansing breath. Um, that is part of my uh, practice as 
as a yogi, as a yoga practitioner. Um, so uh, just a few cleansing breaths, uh, audible with a ha at the end. Inhale. Exhale. <sighs> One more. <sighs> Last one. <sighs> Squeeze it all out. Awesome. Yeah. Thank Love you. breathing. <laughs> um, when we were on the phone the other day, something that I got really clear about is that we are really rooted in the way that we connect to other people. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to think that there's something really unique about the way that I see and experience others. And I know to call that empathy today, and I didn't before. I thought I had magical powers, which being <laughs> an empath is a magical power. Yes, yes. <laughs> we'd be knowing things. Yeah. About, what's that? I said, we'd be knowing things. And people are like, how did you know? And it's like, I just felt it. Also, I'm very tired now, so I'm going to lay down. <laughs> Good, so care. Yes. yes. Tell me a little bit about the ways that your empathic tendencies show up in your world in relationship to people and decision-making. I think um, I love to listen um, because, of course, I can feel what's happening, Um, but I also don't want to put words in other people's mouths. Right. So last, uh, I guess it was last week I had, um, kind of this tough conversation with a friend of mine, a new friend of mine. And, um, I already knew everything that she was going to say. I didn't know that she was going to say the things. Um, but she was like, Hey, can I text you? And I was like, yeah, you can text. Oh, she said, Hey, can I call you? And I said, yeah, you can call me. And she starts crying on the phone. And surprisingly, I didn't start crying. And normally, like, you know, if I see a tear, then I'm just going to cry. Um, so maybe because it was on the phone, I didn't. And um, But, like, the things that she was saying to me were things that I already knew to be true about her. Were, like, it was the things that I was picking up every time we spent time together. And um, But I think allowing yourself, allowing myself to be a safe person to express your emotions and your doubts and your fears and your good and your bad, um, while I low-key already know it, um, makes me, um, I feel like that's something that makes someone a safer person to come to, right? Because if you come to someone who's like a know-it-all, right? It's like, I knew you were going to say that. You don't even have to say it. I already knew that. Then it's just like, okay, well, then why the fuck do I want to talk to you? Um, you know, why do I want to come to you if you're just going to say, I already knew that and, um, and so I try really hard to, to listen and then to repeat back, right? Like just to be an active, engaging listener of like, I'm hearing you say this. Is that what you're saying? Is that how you're feeling? Let's unpack this. You choked up when you said this, maybe we need to kind of rub that out a little bit and figure out what it is that's like causing you to start crying whenever you bring up this topic. Um, That's something that is really important to me. And I think when I was, um, I'm going to say less evolved, (laughs) I would just be like, I would end up just like talking over people because I'm like, yeah, I already know what you're going to say and here's my answer. (laughs) 
And that just doesn't really create a very safe space. Um, and I'm very, very, very much into being in for myself and creating for myself and also creating and cultivating safe spaces for others because I've been in relationships and I've been in physical situations where I felt really unsafe and um, I know how I react whenever I feel like um, just unsafe in general <laughs> I just feel like all right well shut all this shit down because I'm in some sort of danger so yeah safety, creating a safety, creating um, a space for somebody else to exist. And what I got from you is that my own experience of, of moving through relationships and connections where I don't have that mm -hmm. um, and what happens and how I then introvert or try to change how I'm showing up to, to shift that relationship. And then it's like, oh, we're not friends anymore. Also, um, oh, that light just went out. It did. I've been having problems with these ring lights. They're like overheating. Everything's fine. There's no electrical fire. This light still looks great. Um, and what I was going to pop in and say, so I think Robin is tuned here and I know uh, my sweetie is too. And Robin, we have a game where when one person takes a sip of water or beverage, everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, <laughs> Okay. short. Um, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, uh, I think, well, part of it is knowing yourself, right? And for a major, I'm 32 and probably until I was 31, maybe 30, I thought that I was an extrovert, but like a really bad extrovert. Like I thought I was just like so bad at just being an extrovert. I'd be like, God, I spent all day with people who I love. I did all these things. Why do I want to crawl under a blanket and just like hibernate for like 72 hours? It's because I'm an introvert. That's why. But I always thought that I was, yeah, bingo, right. And so now, um, so with that, I wasn't, I didn't feel equipped and I didn't feel supported in creating boundaries for myself of like, oh, that's going to cause too much energy. <laughs> I, can't, I don't have that energy in me right now. Or this person is going to suck all the energy from me. And right now my well is low. Um, there is a yogic principle called brahmacharya, which means like um, choosing your energy, choosing where and who and how you exert your energy. And it is my favorite one because it makes me look inward and it makes me think, do I have the energy for this? And not like how like people are like, I don't have the energy, but like, can I give, can I contribute at all to this situation, to this person, to this conversation, to this space? 
And if I can't, then I'm like, okay, I just don't need to be here. Because otherwise I'm just like a literal person taking up space in whatever capacity it is. And so that's probably um, just the biggest thing is like whenever I was in um, situations and relationships um, where I didn't feel like I had a voice or had a say, it was just so draining. I, I mean, I literally was just so tired and it was like being propped up by like obligation, by self-imposed obligation or by, um, you know, pressures and um, things that people were putting on me. And so, um, yeah, I've definitely been in relationships, all types, where I, I felt like my boundaries and my energy was being violated. That word violation, and in, in violation, examining when energy is being taken from you without my permission, there is your cue to set one. I talk all day at work, so I'm a very thirsty person. <laughs> yeah, we're going to be hydrated. Yes. So the violation of taking, taking energy without consent, what that often looks like is that friend that needs to unpack right now. Yeah. And just unloads, and you're like, uh, one, I didn't even have enough time to hear this conversation. Two, I'm on the way to do this thing. Three, will you ask me? <laughs> yes, please. Ask me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That violation, and especially right now, what it looks like for me is that I get a lot of white folks that sit me down and say, can I talk to you about something? I'm like, did you Google it first? Yeah. <laughs> have you met a Google? Just one Google. Yeah. Yeah. Or they want to pick your brain. That's a new, that's another one too. I just I need to add it to my LinkedIn. Yeah. I I saw a um I think it was like a, a coffee mug that said, you can pick my brain when that invoice is paid. And and I sent it to um my friend Kelly because She's very adamant about that. And that, I mean, that's another part of like boundaries, right? Like that's of just like, I'm not saying no to you. I'm saying this is what, like we're making an exchange, right? Like this is going to be an exchange. So in exchange for you picking my brain, um, which like they're probably not picking it for like any fresh shit. It's probably already out there, right? It's on the Googles. It's on Bing, it's on your website, it's on your other friend who didn't say the things that you wanted them to say. Like, we're not creating new shit out here, right? So, like, but she's very adamant of like, yeah, I'm more than happy to have this conversation to you, um, but this is time and energy. And because we live in a capitalistic society, that translates to money. So here is my cash app, or here is the invoice. Um, yeah. That's just, yeah. So, anyways, picking the brain. Y'all, something that Kalei said earlier when they were sharing about energy was uh, something that came up is it starts with me, right? So, so energy exchange at the root of love relationships and self-care. That in order to give energy... I know that my cup must be filled up and that starts with me and understanding my roots, my boundaries, my joys, my sorrows, mm -hmm. and all of what I come with as a person. And so 
so then I get to be in choice about the relationships I build. And this includes work. This includes friendships, family, romance, all of it. Mm-hmm. That it, it must start from within or else how do I know whether or not I'm an introvert or an extrovert? I'm 31 going on 32 and also like, I'm an introvert. And my whole life I've lived as, I've lived as an extrovert. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this whole isolation thing is kind of like, pushed me a little too far into like the introvert anyway that's a whole nother chat um and so some 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 connections that i'm drawing here in this moment is that um as relationships build and grow how do i keep my voice of boundary in terms of energy exchange and and can i keep my tank full and have shared language with the people in my life many of you know that i, I do a lot of work with um, jasmine hines and amplifying um, activate and a lot of that work is connected in supporting the work of Anana Harris Harris and self care matters. And a big thing with Anana Harris Harris work is having self care warriors. And so what that looks like is somebody that taps me and says, "Have you drank water tonight?" And it's not this accountability piece; like it's actually deeper than even asking if somebody's hydrated. But instead, I can say, "Hey, Kalea, what do you critically need right now? Do you have?" self-care warriors in your life right now that show up for you in a way that get you asking that question about how you're taking care of yourself? Yes. Um, my partner is really, really good with that. My partner um, met me when I was a shitty extrovert. Uh, <laughs> and I told them one day, I was like, I think I'm an introvert. And they're like, yeah, I've been waiting for you to realize that. <laughs> Please stay home. You're so tired. Um, but my partner is really good about that. They know, um, they, they, and part of it is because of proximity, right? They're, when they're stateside, um, they're around me more. Um, and so they see like, oh, Kalea starts to act like this whenever their blood sugar's low or whenever they have just had it, you know, like have had too many interactions or too much stimulus or whenever they're anxious, and their anxiety is like flaring up. And so my partner is really great about being like, hey, how about you eat a sandwich and then we can have this conversation when your blood sugar is better. And I'm like, you're right. Um, my, my, um, my good friend, Brianna, um, I think God, I think she calls herself like a a self-care dom or something. I don't know. There was like something. Yeah, we're into it. um and so um she's very good about being like I hear you it sounds like maybe you have a headache because you're probably definitely dehydrated or you know it sounds like you know you need to take a take it down a notch and like lay down and breathe let's do some breathing exercises or oh you're about to have an anxiety attack how about we um, notice, you know, you're supposed to like basically bring yourself to the moment. And so like, is the floor cold? Is the water cold? Um, what are you wearing? What does this corduroy shirt feel like? Um, and so I do have a, a couple of people in my life who know me specifically and not just like the generics of like, we take care of ourselves by drinking water and eating food, but like know me and like, what my body does and my brain does um, and are able to kind of help me um, just remember to take care of myself and, you know, eat vegetables and shit. Mm. 
So that's where safety shows up for me. Mm-hmm. So Robin and Babe and Rada are, are all in here and Jazz Hines. And these are some of the folks that, that show up for me the, the way that you just described. Mm-hmm. And I'm so, so grateful for that. Um, and what has been so helpful for me is that the people that continue to show up the deepest in my life those are the folks that I want to have closest to me. Yes. And and to pour even deeper into those relationships instead of, like, you know, I can, like, go out and, like, talk about the Kardashians for maybe six minutes before I'm, like, I've got other things to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I also need some of that level, too, because this work is heavy, this work is rough, mm-hmm. and I just, I want to take off my activist hat, and it takes a lot for me to completely mm-hmm. check out. Um and so this level of self-care is crucial. Um, and I'm, I'm in a new relationship. I'm in a new relationship. I'm in a new relationship. <laughs> and, um, and we're long distance. And, and, and so our relationship formed on FaceTime and Zoom and Instagram. And, mm-hmm. um, and so it's, it's a whole new level of communication for me on what needs are and something that they've been really clear about. Um, that we're doing our best to implement is understanding percentages. So if, oh yeah, thanks. So like they're, you know, they're, I'm a unicorn and they're an alien. So you'll get all these little unicorn alien references. It's like, we're trademarked. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, the giddiness. <laughs> we're okay, cool for you here. And, um, and so this percentage piece of like, hey, right now, coming in at 10 percent so that's something that they can say that i know this is not a time to unload right this is not a time for me to talk about any other romance this is not a time for me to talk about what's in the news this is a time for me to say babe what do you critically need right now and how can i support you yeah and so it's kind of like you know whether it's a, a red yellow green card situation it's also this like boundary and also permission to like chill mm-hmm. and help let everything pause for a second is there anything that you incorporate um with any of your partners that helps open the door around clear communication that you have it's almost like a safe word in a way of knowing like i have nothing left to give right now um similar to i think the percentage um less numerical but more of just like i got something i want to talk to you about and um, and my partner and I are um, currently long distance, have been for like six, six months at this point. Um, they live just in the, I mean, in the middle of nowhere, y'all. They live like literally on the opposite hemisphere from us and you can't find it. No one can. It's a thing. Um, and so it, and we very much like I'm a, a physical touch um physical touch, uh, quality time kind of person. And so it makes it very difficult to, for sometimes for me to communicate. Cause I'm like used to being like, I just need a hug, but like, how can we do a hug? If you're literally 10 time zones ahead of me, it's already tomorrow there now. Um, and so, um, it's usually just like asking for permission or just like, Hey, there's something I want to talk to you about. I'm trying to read the room, but um, I can't quite tell. Um, can you hear about this? No? Great. But now you know that like in the future, there is something that I want to talk to you about. Um, but also like 
if it's like, I really got to tell you about this, then it's like, let's create this space together where you feel like you're built up enough to be able to receive whatever information that I have to share with you. So it's just like, you're having a really shitty day. The last thing you want to hear about is some tough conversation I had with a partner who is not you, right? Um, And so let's make sure that you are good and right because like, you know, the house is not on fire. So it's like, it's not like, it's not like we got to talk about this right now. Like it's not deep. It's not that deep. Um, but it's just like, let's make sure that we just build each other up. And it's just like, okay, you were having a shit ass day and, you know, tell me about what's going on. Okay, great. You're great. You're strong. You can do it. You're the boss, whatever, whatever, whatever. And then, okay, you know, are we feeling good? You're feeling good. I'm feeling good. Can I share a thing about, you know, my life? And so really, I mean, it is, I think Jamila said, like, the context matters. Like, yes, the, the context matters. Um, and it's sometimes it's literally just, like, read the fucking room. Like, <laughs> unless it's, like, you know, the lights, the lights are going to get cut off, you know, in 24 hours if you don't pay the bill, then it probably isn't, like, super urgent. Um, and hopefully anyone else involved in your life is understanding of, you know what, I didn't get to have that conversation with my partner just yet, so we're going to need to hold off. Um, And if they're not understanding, then they're probably not really someone that you need in that particular space in your life. Say that. (laughs) And thank you for, for, for sharing all of that. I find so much connection and example in my own life um, to witness what you've shared and so um, it, and from what Jamila was writing in there too like there's I think a lot of us are connecting to that um, and what is so beautiful about this space is sometimes I feel like I have this secret code that when I watch <laughs> so before this I had um, I had discovered that there was some mixed information around a big event. There's some water. There's some water. Mm. You'll miss it if you're not paying attention. And so feelings have been hurt because weddings are complicated. And, you know, that's not a big part of my life. And so watching how misinformation has started to create these like broken walls, broken trust, broken barriers that might potentially like cause some harm around an event that's supposed to be fun and celebratory. And um, and I just think too, ooh, like they're not really following some of these ground, like foundational components to communication. Mm, yes. And sure, like when you're talking about relationships, we're really talking about communication. Yeah. And there are moments in my life where I, where people say, well, you, you're moving with so much grace. You have so much patience. I appreciate your communication. And it's like, I don't know how else to be because actually this is selfish. This is about my needs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm having grace because it doesn't serve me to be angry. That's yeah. not going to change anything. <laughs> right, yeah. That's so true. So, so real. So, so thank you for going there. Um, yeah, okay, this is a segue around um, bringing things back out to maybe a, a more macro level. So today is 
Bisexual Awareness Day. And so I've seen lots of conversation online today about queer, fluid, and identities and all of the, um, the beautiful complexities and also uh, a lot of the disparities that are showing up around the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really got me thinking today about um, as I hold and make room for myself and who I love and the people that I love and the relationship styles that mean a lot to me and the language I use to describe all of them, in the same way that you are finding yourself to actually be more introverted in your life, have you had those same conversations around other identities, around love and expression and gender? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I would say the biggest one was um, when I first came out and um, came out as I, I was like, maybe I'm bisexual. I am not bisexual. Um, or pansexual, but um, because I, I was like, well, I have to like men, right? Like I have to, <laughs> I have to like cis men, and wow, what a relief that I don't. Um, but um, and so yes, I definitely have had kind of those conversations. Um, I, I remember in particular, I think it was probably like a little over two years ago. Um, I, so two years ago, two and a half, I guess, years ago, I had broken up with my now ex-spouse and, um, I spent a lot of energy in that relationship, um, tending to their needs and making sure that they feel good, felt good. And just my whole existence was enveloped by them. Um, I couldn't do things. I couldn't say certain things. It was really, um, it was a pretty shitty situation, um, but because my um, my vision was set on them and their needs, because they have all this whatever and da 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 da, I really didn't have a lot of time to kind of look at myself and look inward and um, and do just some kind of soul searching. Um, but um, and so whenever I like broke up with them, I was just like, I think that I'm non-binary like I think that actually really is the word (laughs) that I've been looking for um and I hadn't had the chance to really explore that because my ex was um dealing with their own shit and I was helping them deal with their own shit and so I didn't have time to like explore my gender or lack thereof because I was helping them um and so I I just remember like, and and I'm very much a um, don't make a huge announcement about anything going on in my life kind of person. Uh, (laughs) I'm a pretty like a private person. (laughs) And so I didn't, I wasn't like, I'm non-binary and my pronouns are they then there. I was just like, yeah, don't, don't call me that. Uh, I'm a they. And people were like, uh, when did that happen? You know, my friends were like, when did we ever had this conversation? I was like, yeah, I didn't really have the chance to have the conversation, but I thought a lot about it and I journaled a lot about it. And yeah, that makes sense. So just, you know, I'll change my profile or whatever. And that, that's really like how I have always come out for anything ever. (laughs) It's never an announcement. And people were like, can you give us a little warning? And I'm like, no. Check the bio. Um, And so (laughs) that's exactly it. So that's definitely, um, it wasn't like a a huge song and dance, you know. It was just kind of like, this finally feels right. This feels like it aligns with who I've always 
been and who I've always struggled to get away from. I always really struggled with gender. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And um, I always joke that like gender is performative and I have performance anxiety. And that is like literally <laughs> me. I'm just like, uh, what, what does a woman do? Oh, I, I'm supposed to do these things. Why? Oh, there's no reason. There's literally no fucking reason why I have to like shave my armpits it's just because like, why, you know? And so it was just like, shit never made sense to me, never clicked. And um, I, I did a relatively good job of performing, um, but wow, how exhausting. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it was never like a monumental moment. It was just me kind of being like, hey friends, um, who I love and who I trust. This is, you know, these are my pronouns. Um, this is who I am. Um, you know, thanks for hearing me and thanks for welcoming me in this space. There's so much pressure from this society. And last Thursday, I held my first decolonizing gender workshop. There's some water. You got it. I'm getting to the bottom of this one. Mm. And what was one of the most prominent sections of, of the content is unpacking the nuances in society that are so rooted in gender and power that we have not, that I have not ever questioned it because it was just something that I was always taught in terms mm-hmm. of respectability, politics, and etiquette. And, and so to unpack some of this stuff, um, and, and Robin and reshare this, gender is performative and I have performance anxiety. And not only around um, sexual orientation, gender identity, and like just gender expression, but also in relationship styles. Mm, like, I've yes. been so scared to tell, like, my family if or when I am dating multiple partners and and how nervous I get of, like, well, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't know how that's going to go. And, and I'm that way about my gender identity. I'm that way about how I describe who I love, like, even using the word queer in some spaces. Mm-hmm. And... So what I witness here is like all of this is connected in a sense that in the same way that nobody is being charged with the murder of Breonna Taylor, the society is also teaching us there's only one way to be. And unfortunately, this body does not encapsulate what this system is protecting, like that status quo. And and so the more that, that I speak up and speak out in spaces like this, it's it, it education, right? And that's yeah. why I encourage everybody to, um, it, it, Kalea, while I'm chatting here, if you want to drop your Venmo in the chat, um, y'all, like, pay people for their time. And, and for us to come up here and on here is education. I encourage you to continue to support the people that are giving you this free knowledge. Um, and so do that thing. And it goes back to the emotional labor piece, too. Like, this yeah. is work. This is, if you want to take my brain, I call that a consultation, and that's yeah. going to be two fifty. Thanks for playing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just buy me coffee. Yeah. Well, and and especially the amount of investment in this type of education, right? So, like, I talk to people all day, and I tell them answers, and I, you know, help them figure out shit all day. But I am fully not emotionally invested in this job. Okay, like, I don't hate it. It's just like, oh, this is my job. I don't hate it. It pays the bills. Great. Um, and so, but like when it comes to my identity, 
when it comes to my community that um, is being killed, um, then like that takes so much more work than me literally like working for this like corporation that I work for, right? Like that takes so much more and it, I'm so much more emotionally invested in it Right. And so when people are just like mm, non-binary is not a thing. And I'm like, that's wild because I'm literally right here existing as like a living, breathing, real non-binary person here. So how can you say that I don't exist? Right. Like, it's just really like I'm doing the math and it doesn't add up. Um, and so, yeah, like it, it definitely is, I would say, more emotionally and mentally um, and existentially taxing than other types of work um, because this is a part of my identity. So I'm not just like educating you. I also feel like I'm sometimes defending. I'm, and especially being uh, typically a pretty like feminine presenting person of uh, people just being like, I don't understand why you would say that you're not a woman if you are dressy, if you're wearing women's pants. And I'm like, listen, I'm wearing women's pants because they fit my body. I'm not wearing women's pants because, like, I, I don't want my ass to fall out. And if I wear men's pants, that's just what's going to happen. Like, I got to wear clothes that fit my body, you know? Um, it's, like, really not as deep. It's, like, not that deep. But people are like, but you're wearing women's pants and uh, you're wearing lipstick. And I'm like, because literally everyone has access to lipstick, Okay. Um, and so, you know, it, it's, it's a lot more emotionally, um, it's a lot more work, I would say, because it's involving my identity. Um, and that's why earlier, whenever we spoke, like, I guess earlier this week, I was saying how I am very choosy about whether or not I am going to engage in that work, um, whether or not I feel like it, literally, do I feel like it? And if I don't, then I'm not gonna. <laughs> If I don't have the time or if I don't want to take the time, then I'm literally not gonna. And it's okay. And if you're upset about it, like, I have a list of people who I can send your way of like, hey, have you heard of Rebby? Rebby does the work. Um, <laughs> Rebby will send you the invoice. Hey, have you heard of Kelly Palmer? Kelly does the work. You know, I will send you, I will send you that link. You know, like, I'm all about supporting my friends, but like, we don't all all the time have to do the work there is an abundance of us there's an abundance of work um, for us to all be able to 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 do it and um for people to hopefully fucking listen and pay and pay i saw tristan just joined in something that tristan had talked about in the workshop um that you brought up is this clothing piece and something that they got really clear about is how challenging it is to even find clothing that is not labeled men's or labeled women's yes and talking about some of the ridiculous language that they even have to put together in a google search to try to find it is it is so hard right like oh my god yesterday i'm trying to find some new shoes and I'm like, okay, what is my size in men's shoes, right? Because, like, in the U.S., they're separated, but, like, in Europe, they're not. There's just, like, one number. And I was like, what's my size for men's shoes? What's my size for women's shoes? And then I thought I was shopping in, like, the men's shoe section, but apparently this company only makes women's shoes, and I didn't know that, and so I couldn't figure out. It was a, it was a scene, and I was like, y'all, did you know that, like, other countries just put 34, and that means 
<laughs> it just means your size because ultimately this is the same size as this, but one belongs to one gender. We, we don't know. It doesn't make any sense. So yes, Tristan, I feel that on a very molecular level. I just want to put clothes on my body and I want to be real cute. Like... <laughs> Please stop forcing these random, just there's so many rules. And I'm just like, this is very stressful. I just, I, so I still haven't bought any shoes because I, I'm stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just um, very stressed. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my. Oh my goodness. I'll, uh, I'll ask you a question that, um, that Daniel asked my, my partner, my sweetie. I'm playing with all the words, babe. We're, we're in this like babe phase now. Clothing wise, I love a button up. Um, we have like a work uniform, so I don't, <laughs> at work I wear, um, there's like rules surrounding like, if you are a woman, then you have to tuck, or if you are a man, then you have to tuck in your shirt. If you are a woman, you do not have to tuck in your shirt. Um, and, or something like that, I don't remember. Someone has to tuck in their shirt, someone doesn't. I don't because I don't want to. And like, what difference does it make? I, it doesn't affect my job, but, um, and um, there's certain shirts that, like, you know, there's men's shirts and there's women's shirts. And I always buy the men's shirts because they button up all the way. And I love a, I love a button up. Um, and um, so, yeah, I, I think like aesthetically, I, I love a button up and I tend to wear men's button ups because men have really excellent button ups. And um, I'm not a particularly like um, floral person, I say, as I'm wearing this like floral shirt that I like literally like finessed off of this dude. Um, but I'm not like a like pink. And, I don't know. I'm just like not a particularly like feminine um, color and print person because like, again, what does that even mean? Um, but um yeah, I, I think I feel really good when I'm wearing a nice fitting pair of jeans that's like showing off my ass and um, and my legs. I'm like 90% leg and um, I love a button up. Typically like it's oversized um, and it's getting colder now. So I love boots. Um, I have a pair of Doc Martens that I love, which is maybe too stereotypical, but I really love them a lot, y'all. Um, but I think, like, I think, yeah, that's really it. Like, I'm not a particularly, like, flashy dresser um, when it comes to the clothes that I put on my body. And I did a lot of um, kind of reflection on why that was. I was like, am I trying to hide my body? Do I feel comfortable enough in my body to show off my body? And really it's just a matter of like physical comfort. These are the things that physically feel comfortable to me. Jeans that fit my body physically feel comfortable to me rather than like uh, jeans that are like a little bit uh, looser or baggy. They don't, they don't, they feel like really chaotic uh, <laughs> to me. Um, oversized button-up shirts feel really comfortable to me. Um, 
not wearing a bra. That's super like haven't worn one in a while unless I'm like working out or something. Um, then like that's like why do I need to wear a bra again? Like, you know, like they're not going anywhere. Um, so <laughs> I'm, I'm not doing it. I'm not wearing a bra, you know, like y'all know I got nipples. So now you know where they are on my shirt. It's fine. Everyone's fine. Everything is fine. Um, so yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing is just like comfort and, um, yeah, that's, that's really the main thing. I feel most affirmed in my non-binaryness, my bayness, as I say, um, when I physically just feel comfortable in my clothes and am not fixated on like, does this look feminine enough? Does this look masculine enough? Um, of just like, ooh, like these two colors look good together. So yeah, I'm good. Hold on one second. Thank you. What's that? Oh, 713. Yeah, that's right here. Where is it up the other door? Y'all, I just got some food delivery or something. What'd you get? Hold on one second. Okay. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Is it at that door or on that side? That's okay. I can grab it. Did you put it over there or is it on this side? Okay, thank you. <laughs> this is real life. Yeah, they um, delivered it to the wrong door. For the food delivery, I appreciate it. I heard um, a big bang knocking on the door. Y'all are like experiencing this like full real life right now. Um, <laughs> and because I've been so back to back, something that Babe asked was, have you gone grocery shopping like you said you were going to do? And I said no. And so this is that helping me with my self-care. So big snaps. Big snaps. Um, and um, I know that we are starting to wind down on time as mm-hmm. well. And something that I also wanted to chat about, um, since we are talking about love and relationships and self-care, um, love has been one of those words, one of those expressions, one of those feelings, one of those experiences, but I feel like everybody describes really differently Mm -hmm. um, and has really different expressions of it, and so I wonder um, if you want to unpack a little bit, in what way does love feel like home for you, Mm -hmm. and yeah, what comes up for you when you think about love in all of its forms? Um. The expansiveness of it. Um, I was telling my partner, um, I don't know, earlier this week or something, how um, the way they love me um, makes me feel possible. Um, And I feel, I know that I feel loved by whoever, right? By like... um, my primary partner, um, by friends, whatever, um, whenever I feel like I can be my best, most possible self. Like, what could Kalea possibly do? Like, what can I, I don't love the word accomplish, um, but like, what can I accomplish? Like, in what ways can I grow? What things can I do? Um, What things in my head and in my heart can I bring into fruition? And I feel love 
whenever um, I feel possible. Um, and that's something that I, I don't think I'd ever really had before in a partner is just someone who believes in me and doesn't just say, yeah, good job, go do that, babe, but also like someone who finds ways to help me, um, who helps me with technology, because <laughs> I am not, that's not, um, yeah, that's, I can't. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, who's so, someone who helps me buy shoes, that's currently my partner, because they're, they're like, oh, you're, you're, you're anxious about buying shoes for no reason. Um, but, you know, anxiety, it's a thing. Um, but like, and so they're literally like, I'm just going to get you some shoes that I know you're going to like. And I'm like, no, 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 like, let me do it. And they're like, yeah, but you're not going to do it. And I'm like, you're right. Also, you're also right about that. <laughs> I'm just going to sign on to the internet every night and be like, ah, and then I'm not going to buy shoes and I need shoes. Um, and so just someone who who sees the small things um, that I do that I maybe don't even pick up on, like mannerisms and just words and actions and, and, and loves them and um, calls them to my attention. And, and I like that shit because I, I love learning about myself, right? And I am like a multi-dimensional um, excellent being but also like I don't even know like what else I can do in this world right like I have so much potential I'm really fucking great and my partner like sees that and like it's just like ooh, let's work on that a little bit or like oh you said this maybe you want to try this um it makes me feel possible that's really it that's that's the like the only word that comes to mind the main word that comes to mind is I feel like I am able to be possible in myself and I'm able to like sit and enjoy myself. Um, and I think that whenever we are able to enjoy ourselves, then that in turn makes us better partners and better friends and better, you know, whatever type of relationship you have with a person. This is bringing so many emotions into my body, my, my empathic tendencies and and what has been coming up for me is that sometimes this world feels heavy and it gets heavy. There's your sip of water at move locations. I do not have a it's beverage okay. available to remind everybody else. Sip your water. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and in those moments when things feel hard and feel heavy, like I believe that I can lift heavy things. Like I can do the hard things. Mm -hmm. And so love for me right now is lifting those heavy things together. Mm, yes. And, and that doesn't mean I have to take on somebody else's love. However, if I'm in a space and, and a capacity to unpack and be present for and to hear and listen in a non-therapeutic sense, like I can be that and hold and hold that. Mm -hmm. um, it also means that when there are communication misfires, it doesn't mean I walk away means that I be willing to do the hard things and, and to, to speak to what exactly it is that I'm feeling, what restoration looks like, what it feels like, and then move forward. Yeah. Um, and I have had so many examples in and around my life of people that just, when it, when it gets hard, then it's easy to walk away, to disengage, to yeah. end a friendship, to, and, 
Um, and I'm not about that. Like I'm very invested. And so, um, yeah, what love looks like is putting heavy things together. Um, and I love, I pin this, I feel loved when I feel possible. Mm-hmm. Um, incredible, incredible. Uh, as we sign off here for the evening, um, what three words would the people in your life who love you use to describe you? Ooh, um, um, intuitive and this is a very, um, I'm going to call it monotone, but nice, (laughs) um, intuitive and nice, um, and, um, sensitive yes you are all of those things and more this has been such a treat um if you would mind um dropping the name of your podcast handle um again in the chat and uh, oh y'all are so sweet oh <laughs> podcast um uh there is so much to do to support and while um emotional labor ought to be upheld and considered please consider pay your artists continue to support and love on bipod queer and trans wellness leaders in our community and people that are creating and generating and holding space for one another um we, we, we must stick together, we must stay together, and we rise stronger together. Um, I thank you, I celebrate you, and I honor you, and I cannot wait to see what else we can do in this world. Thank you so, so, so much. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great night. Good night. Hydrate and be well. Absolutely. <laughs> Bye-bye.